dreaming, I break my heart. Never give me the trust in God. Stay true and remember who you are. Never forget how you made it this far. Dreaming, I break my heart. Never give me the trust in God. Stay true and remember who you are. Never forget how you made it this far. Dreaming, I break my heart. Never give me the trust in God. What's going down, everybody? Welcome to another Stand Podcast. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Appreciate you all being here. I'm Jody McGarity Jr. coming to you with another episode. We're going to continue on in part two of our national, uh, not national, but our college recruiting. And I'm going to ask, answer the question, how do I actually get recruited? How can I get college coaches to communicate with me to notice that I even exist? Well, my young people, parents, we have some steps that we're going to show to you today. But first, um, that episode uh, was supposed to happen last week. And it didn't go according to plan. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Um, but in this, I uh, want to be able to explain the reason why. I was in Springfield, Missouri last week for my daughter and her team's national homeschool basketball tournament. Shout out to the San Parkers Panthers because they are undisputed national champions. Woo! Yeah. Woo! Yeah. And so in that, it was great joy as a father to watch my daughter play. Um, here are some of the clips from that this is them winning their national tournament last week in springfield missouri there is my baby right there isn't she gorgeous <laughs> but they uh end up beating um some of the top teams in the nation to be able to gain respect as undisputed champions this was the final game um to determine that undisputed champion the first photos that you saw was when they won their first gold ball in program history both boys and girls uh, but they won that on wednesday evening last week and this was the icing on the cake, defeating number two seed HEA Firebergs out of Michigan. So um, this was a joy to watch. Um, definitely as a father, um, I definitely enjoyed these young ladies playing, the team chemistry, the bond that they have, the sisterhood that they have is totally off the charts. And uh, just want to give them a shout out. Shout out also to their coaches, Darren Banks and Tracy Herda. Um, who have done a fantastic job with these young ladies. And uh, just to see the journey and you see the smile on their faces, um, they, they were pretty much uh, having to earn their spots and the right to be the best team in the nation um, homeschool-wise. And in this, they did that. Uh, some, some would think that um, they didn't get their respect. They had to earn it. Well, they did more than earn it. They took it. <laughs> so in that, much love to those uh, young ladies. Also, again, to their coaches and then the parents as well um, for a successful season, the San, Martha's San Marcos Panthers. So now let's get into our topic, college recruiting. How do I get recruited? So we're going to answer these questions, a couple of steps here. So make sure um, that you want to take some notes or just do some rewinding or pause as you write things down. I'm going to kind of go quickly so I can ensure that I deliver on my word 20 minutes on average, might I go a little over a little bit, but I just want to stay there because I want this to continue to be um, enjoyable, but straight to the point as well. So in college recruiting, we know that there are a lot of things that we um, are, are dealing with, not only as parents, but more importantly, as the players, the athletes, those who do aspire to go to the next level face a lot of challenges. And for us parents as well, we often have the question of where do I start? Where do I go um, for myself? 15 years. Uh, my son is 30 years old. So when he was 15, being able to understand what it took to get recognized, to be seen. Um, but in this, knowing the truth 
of all of those trials throughout those years to have the nuts and bolts of what can we do to help others understand what it takes to do college recruiting. We're going to cover that here on this episode. So without further ado, let us get into it. Um, Our first thing that we want to talk about, if you want to see um, part one of this that I did two weeks ago, you're more than welcome to do that. Um, to talk about just a, the cover basis of the importance of college recruiting, right? Um, so here, again, how do I get recruited is going to talk about the importance of that. And first off is make sure if you are um, in school of any sort, connect with your school counselor. So your high school, and this is, of course, for high schoolers, of course, those are the recruiting ages from freshmen to um, juniors going into their senior year. Um, But in this, you know, get with your school counselor. And if anyone like my daughter might be like, well, what if I'm homeschooled? Well, your school counselor is your parents. So get with them. Ensure that the classes that you are taking are uh, accredited and going to be accepted by the NCAA requirements and AIA as well. Um, The reason for that being you could be taking some classes that may not be accepted through the NCAA as far as your transcripts, high school transcripts that wise to be able to enter into college. So get with your school counselors, ensure that you are taking those necessary courses that will be accepted once you get your high school diploma by those colleges, being able to ensure that you apply in a timely manner. Those who are going into their senior year, you know, you want to go to college. My people, when school starts is the time to start applying no later than October of the start of that school year uh, of your senior year that you want to start applying so you can get some answers. But in this, just don't apply any and everywhere. Do some research and apply there. All right. So I want to encourage you to do that. Next point, create meaningful highlight videos. What do I mean by that? Well, don't put in um, highlight videos where you have 40 points in that game and those 40 points came against people who you were just pretty much scoring with your eyes closed. We don't want you to be able to expose that, that, let me just say, that level of competition where it was easy for you. College coaches want to be able to see what you're able to do against the best competition, right? So in that, being able to highlight, you know, meaningful moments of your game is important. Now, in this, you know, some of the highlights that you do, that's, that's great that you You want to put music to it, but college coaches don't care about that for the most part. They're not going to be sitting up here talking about, oh, that was a good move. Nice. Now, they just want to see some highlights of what you're able to do in those highlights. And and in that, being able to do so can be time consuming. Um, Thankfully, you're not a part from when I was. I was a part of the VHS era, right, where we had to use two VHSs to record one of another and just hopefully the tape did not get stuck because that would just ruin everything right but and hopefully the quality would be better uh not like it is today but better back then but you want to be able to do that and and to do so great platforms and and what teams use and i use this as a coach is huddle
give them the first half of a game or give them the second half of a game where you know you did really well or even a quarter. Um, you want to be able to include some of those in that process. So do make sure that you're providing, you know, good quality, meaningful highlights in that. Sometimes you have to highlight those things, highlight where you are on the court so coaches won't have a hard time, you know, because, again, they're going to spend just a few minutes looking at your highlights to see what stands out. So you want to pick out something that truly stands out. Maybe you could talk with parents or get advices from your coaches in what exactly good highlights for you are. Now, of course, if you make a spectacular play, a good, strong and one to the basket, things of that nature, those I would say would be great because it shows how strong you are, how crafty you are, just how, you know, you know, it, um, what can I say, creative that you are as a player. Right. So you want to be able to do that next is to make sure that you do your research. Do your research of the colleges that you are looking at. Now, I mentioned this in the first episode, uh, the previous episode of this, part one. Um, what you want to do is not sit here and say, I want to go to the University of Michigan, and the University of Michigan is looking for a 6'5", three-point shooter. You know, you're not 6'5", so going to, and wanting to go to the University of Michigan may not be the best idea, so do research Know what colleges are going to need in that process. What are those coaches looking for in their position? It doesn't matter what sport that you are. They could be looking for a 6'3 outside hitter in the game of volleyball, but yet you're 5'9". I mean, by all means, go for that. But if they're giving you information telling you what they're looking for and you don't fit that, it's important for you to understand the research that it takes to get that done. So, the big thing about this is, is to do the research, look at the requirements that they are needing and what they are looking for in their athletes. So those are important. So make sure that you do your research. Next, in this, to do that, to find out as you're doing your research, fill out those recruiting questionnaires on actual the sites of those um, teams that you're inquiring about. Fill out their questionnaire, shoot them an email, let them know that you're interested in their university and if they are interested in you. Give them the links to game films and things of that nature, but also to um, be able to fill out their questionnaire. This ensures that you get on their radar, that you get you know, on their recruiting list to even look at you. This is how you are able to get noticed. So in this, instead of paying tons of money, especially traveling money, which is great, but in the summertime, instead of paying all of this, fill out those recruiting questionnaires so you can be able to communicate with those coaches, be it the head coach, be it the assistant coaches, or they even have recruiting coordinators. You'll be able to contact staff of those particular teams uh, uh, firsthand to be able to start that dialogue to see if you and they would be a fit for each other for your collegiate sports future. Now, in this, you know, when you talk about those, you know, look for those extensively by going to their athletic pages, looking for their sport, men's basketball, men's football, women's softball, women's volleyball, whatever it might be in the sport that you're in. Make sure you go to those and then you'll see somewhere in that section in that menu bar, a recruiting form or recruiting questionnaire. Fill those out. It's going to ask you for some of the basics. What is your GPA currently? Give us your high school transcript up to the point of where you're filling it out. 
Also, if you have taken the SAT, ACT, also what is your recruiting profile links, things of that nature. So again, fill out those recruiting questionnaire forms on the sites of the teams that you're interested in playing. Doesn't matter what level. Um, I mentioned in that part one of college recruiting, here is the reminder here. Make sure if you are not registered already, register through the NCAA Clearinghouse and also through the NAIA site to be able to ensure that you have done your part. That way you're able to provide the necessary information on there. There is a cost. Uh, I'm not sure how much it raised or whatnot, but uh, NCAA filling out their clearinghouse was 90 bucks when I did it for my my youngest daughter, for example, was the latest that I've done was 90 bucks. So, you know, in that fill out that form, get into, you know, the NCAA clearinghouse, get on to NAIA, be in that system because college coaches are going to check in there. If they're an NAIA coach, if they're an NCAA coach, that matter if it's one, two, or three, they're going to check in there to see if you are registered in that system before they probably do anything else. They might, if they are strongly interested in you, they might encourage you to do so. But then again, they probably won't. Some of those recruiting questionnaires ask for your NCAA recruiting ID or your clearinghouse ID and your NAIA ID. Um, so it would be a good idea before you even start to venture into completing rec uh, recruiting questionnaires and talking to college coaches potentially to ensure that you get registered through the NCAA and also NAIA. Junior college, you don't have to. So you don't have to worry about that piece, but definitely for you know, four-year schools, most definitely NCAA, NAIA, make sure you get registered in those, all right? Um, next point is learn how to interact with college coaches. What does that actually mean? Well, we want to ensure that when we are emailing them, when we're filling out questionnaires, um, we know we're, you're some intelligent athletes, but speaking in text message codes and writing in text message codes are not going to be the good idea, right? Coaches are not going to see how many emojis that you can put to communicate with them. No, show them the form of proper grammar and proper, you know, writing skills to let them know that this student athlete is taking the time to send us this email that they're interested. I've seen what we are able to be interested in, their GPA. I like the classes that they've taken. I like the career path that they're headed into. It looks like that they're really focused on a career path, not just sports. Now let's see what we could do in building and establishing a relationship to see if they're worthy of being a part of our program. Ensure that you are making sure that right connections and communicating the proper ways in doing that. What does that mean? Well, that means that you want to ensure that you don't just reach out to them one time and then just expect them to get to you, right? Or if they reply to you, um, you have not done anything and reply to them yet, right? And this is even in the introduction from coaches. Some of them might just reach out to you first. So don't take a while to sit here and be like, ah, I'm going to let this sit a while. Let them let them wait. Well, trust me, they're not just sitting at their computer or uh, looking at their emails on their phone wondering if you're going to reply or not. Right. Because who knows where you are on that recruiting list for the position that they're looking for. OK, you could be number one. You could be number 25. So in that, do make sure that you communicate with them in a timely manner, that you interact with them appropriately when it comes to the recruiting piece. So learn how to interact to them. Well, coach, I don't know how to interact with them or, you know, you know, parents might be like, how does my child interact with coaches? We do this right. Create yourself some templates 
and also create an email list. Your child should do that research, help them do that research too, parents. You know, it's, it's, it's the journey that, that we're helping our kids through, right? To help them be, you know, independent, right? To be self-efficient, to be able to be successful in how they're going to be able to, to live after they go on into college, right? So yeah, continue to assist them. But what we mean by this is create templates of an intro template because you're gonna be reaching out to multiple colleges. So you wanna be able to have these templates you know, to be able to reach out to coaches and talk about certain things. Now, you don't want to copy and paste everything because you don't want to say the same redundant thing to every coach. But your your bio, as far as the intro about yourself, of course, that's that's self-explanatory. That will be redundant. That's a copy and paste type deal. But you want to be able to do the research and let those coaches know or the recruiting coordinator know that you've done research and what you've noticed and what stands out to you when it comes to you wanting to be recruited and interested in joining their program. Right. And so in that doing your due diligence is key, but having that template that will help you and also an email list so you can keep track of the college colleges that you've reached to, and then also the colleges that you need to uh, uh, connect with for the first time or even follow up. I've sent this email, the intro email. Now I'm going to send a follow-up email. Now I'm going to send an invitation email to invite them to my games, give them my game schedule. We'll talk about that in just a bit, but definitely ensure that you create templates um, and an email list to keep track of who you are talking to. Our next one, Create a recruiting profile. Now, this is vital and this is important. There are a lot of recruiting profiles out there. Some, man, according to Coach McGarrity, it costs an arm and a leg, right? Thousands of dollars, right, to be able to do so. Um, others, not so much. I use a, a recruiting profile for my daughter that's, you know, very affordable for us, for our budget. Not only that, it provides us pretty much with the exact same thing the other expensive recruiting profiles provide, but we do the legwork and we ensure that we get the job done. So those are important. So those recruiting profiles, when you don't know what to say and what to do, they provide you with templates and kind of give you an idea of what needs to be said here, things in that nature. But also, too, it gives you a list of pretty much every coach in the country, whether if it's NCAA Divisions 1 through 3, NAIA, if it's JUCO, whatever it might be, colleges that you're looking into, you could be able to see those on there. Now, I can't speak for all profiles uh, uh, as far as recruiting profiles. I cannot. I can just let you know um, three that I know in a major way of those that's beneficial um, that you can use, two of them cost an arm and a leg according to Coach McGarrity's budget, but then one that's also effective that still provides, you know, at an affordable rate for my budget, an opportunity for my daughter to be successful in doing her research and ensuring that she's following the rules and the guidelines of the recruiting process. So get that recruiting profile and build that recruiting profile where you're able to add your highlights there, things of that nature. Um, another thing that you want to do is also to a YouTube-specific um, 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 highlight page or highlight channel where it's all of your sports highlights. You can create channels on one account, on your one account that you have um, in your YouTube for all sports. You can create one channel just for volleyball highlights, for football highlights, basketball, baseball, whatever your sport, you can create those highlights so you can also provide that to your college coaches where they can go on there 
if, for example, a recruiting profile is not within your budget, you can still use YouTube and that can be your recruiting profile. Right. And we could definitely um, give you some tips in how to create that as well. So uh, make sure you do that also. All right. Next, be disciplined in your follow up, follow up, you know, with those coaches, make sure you follow up with your counselors, make sure everything is on the same page, follow up athletes with your parents to make sure, hey, mom and dad, you know, uh, th there's this, you know, campus uh, uh, visit, they're having this campus event at this school, or we're able to visit on these selective dates, whatever it might be, can we go to a game on an unofficial visit, um, we'll definitely talk about in, in part three of this, um, what you can do in that process. Of course, of what we're listing today is it's a lot of work. So get started on these things. And we'll talk about when the upcoming seasons are coming up and you start communicating throughout this summer, late spring, going into the summer with those college coaches. You could talk about making some unofficial visits, attend games, things of that nature. So um, those are one things, too. But be disciplined in following up and with with those uh, uh, superiors, counselors, parents, coaches, whatnot. Um, be disciplined in that. Next point is a big, important piece. Have clean social media profiles. Wow. Why? Why would we need to have that? Because college coaches are going to go to social media to ensure that they are going to be bringing the right people into their program, that you are not fire material, which means whatever you do, you have gotten them fired. They lost a job because of you. Right. So they want to ensure that you are a modest citizen by doing so. And in that ensuring that your social media is clean, your profile is, is is appropriate. You know, don't have things, don't post things on your social media that you're going to regret down the road. Basically, don't do this. Don't post anything that you feel yourself having to take down. If you are doing it based on how you feel emotionally at that point in time, you might want to think about that. And some of the things that you want to think about um, as we get ready to close this episode is, you know, what will, you know, your parents, grandma, grandpa think about what you're posting, right? Are they going to approve of that? Excluding those TikTok routines that you're going to spend three hours rehearsing just for 60 seconds to post on that TikTok page. What? <laughs> but in this, um, just be able to think about that. What are they going to say? What, what will, you know, if you are at work, what are my employers going to think, right? Because college coaches are going to look at that. And here's the thing. Some college coaches have within their budget, listen to me, they have within their budget where they have computer intelligent individuals a part of their staff it's on their they're on their payroll and their primary language is zeros and ones in english terms they know how to surf through the internet be careful what you post there have been people post especially celebrities have posted things and have quickly tore, took it down 10 seconds later but for some reason somebody captured it took a snapshot of it and it's there for an eternity that's why we no longer see it in our web addresses anymore. It's still www, the World Wide Web. It's still there because what we post on the World Wide Web, it is there for the world to see and it is there for an eternity, right? Um, and in that, you want to be careful what you post because that can be something that can backfire on you if you are not careful. So again, 
Have a clean social media profile. Be careful what you post. We got a special social media episode coming up, um, probably three episodes from now. I'm, I'm, I'm putting the finishing touches to that. So um, that's going to be about a two-parter. Um, we're going to have really talk about the importance of that for adults and for youth as well. All right. So have a clean social media profile. And then last but not least, here we go. Provide schedules during season and any off season that you have going on. Now, for example, football may not necessarily have an off season unless you participate in seven on seven, um, you know, which is flag at that time at, in, in the summertime. But if you have any in seasons, off season schedules, provide those coaches with those schedules. Now, as we end the school year, we're in spring sports. So we got baseball, softball, we got track going on. So this is a perfect opportunity for you to invite coaches, provide them your schedule. Um, if your coaches are diligent enough to keep their max prep uh, pages up with schedules, you can provide them a link to the max preps or provide them a PDF of the actual schedule that you have. But this way you allow coaches to know, hey, here's where I'm going to be. Specifically, if we're in club sports, um, it, this is where we're going to be, where you're able to check us out because College coaches, their their viewing period, they love to go to places where they're able to see multiple athletes within a couple of days, within a weekend, right? And so in that, providing them those schedules are key and important. Now, in this, ensure that you review what we've talked about in this episode and ensure that you really get to work on these things if you have not already. It doesn't matter if you're a freshman, if you're a sophomore, junior, or even, you know, right now you're at this senior year and you're just like, I don't know. I mean, we could talk about it's, it's life support, but it's not the end of the world. Definitely, you can still do your due, ju, uh, due diligence in ensuring that you are getting seen by someone and communicate with someone. Um, if you want to be able to get to the nuts and bolts of what we talked about, to be able to be shown A to Z of college recruiting, I want to invite you to a describe what this means 35 bucks you might be like 35 are you crazy here's what we're doing here's what i'm doing the things that i've done in the 15 years i'm putting this all in and i'm going to show you for one hour 60 minutes max what you need to do step by step not only will you be a part to see that webinar you'll get a copy of that webinar but not just that I'm going to provide you a link to a Google folder that is going to give you all the information, steps from A to Z, exactly what you need to do for 35 bucks. I'm doing that because, you know, for all the work that I've done, I mean, that's that's I'm, I'm trying to make this cost effective as much as possible. I'm here to help families. But the work that has been done for this is is that's all that we're requiring is 35 bucks. Right. So to listen to me ramble for 60 minutes, but it's going to be some good rambling and then also get the access to the online folder that gives you all these resources, where to go, the social media uh, 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 groups that you can join where you can gain this knowledge. Hey, 
by all means, I think it'll be well worth it. So spread this word. Again, this is April the 8th. If you cannot make it, no worries. I plan on doing this once a month all the way to the up month of August um, to do that, to help people to get to where they would like to be, to get to the part of college recruiting so they can at least have a shot. It's not a guarantee that you'll get an athletic scholarship, but do you at least get a shot to communicate and be seen by college coaches instead of spending tons of money? So um, in that, that's all we have. I did a horrible job. We're hitting close to the 30 minute mark of this. So I did a horrible job in ensuring that we was going to get out of here in a timely manner. So that's my bad. Yeah. Yeah. My fault, my fault, my fault, but um, I will get better with this ensuring, but I just wanted to make sure that we get through this. Um, But this ends our episode in this, and we appreciate you all being here again. Make sure that you connect with us, share, like, comment on what you thought about this episode and also give us other topic ideas that you would like for us to discuss. Um, In our next episode, we're going to just talk about in the sports world officials. And then after that, we'll start getting into some non-sports related topics that's important to us on and off, you know, the sports field, but in real life as well. So we'll start getting into those topics. But appreciate you all again. This is the Stand Podcast where we're standing together against negative demands. God bless you all. You all be blessed. We'll see you all next time. Dreaming,